0: Praise the Lord, hallelujah, wow, amen. Anybody got any mountain-moving faith? Amen. Open your Bible to Mark 11, 22, 23. We're going to talk about faith, living by faith, learning how to use your faith on purpose, hallelujah, changing the scenery in your life, praise the Lord. Mark 11, 22, 23. Mark 11, 22, 23, Jesus said, These are probably the most important words Jesus spoke on the subject of faith. Jesus said to have faith in God, have faith in God. So he's literally encouraging his disciples to have faith in God. Amen. 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 Have faith in God. Other translations say have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. And yet one translation says lay hold on God's faithfulness. So really living by faith is just simply learning how to lay hold on God's faithfulness. He's faithful to his nature, his character, who he is. He's faithful to his word. He watches his word to perform it. So when you're having faith in God, that includes also having faith in the Word of God because that's really the source of our faith His faith comes by hearing, hearing by what? The Word of God. So all the scriptures, not about the subject of faith, but all the scriptures have the capacity to produce faith in whatever area you need it. Amen. My favorite quote, I think, from Smith Wigglesworth, he said this, that any man or any person can be changed by faith no matter how they may be fettered. And the word fettered is just the old English word for bound. He said this way, any person can be changed by faith no matter how they may be bound. Simply mean the devil cannot make a bondage that your faith cannot break off of you. Amen. And so there's a difference between really being strong in faith and then you could also have faith but be actually weak in faith, it says in Romans chapter 4. So to be strong in faith, how many of y'all can tell the difference when you're strong in faith? It changes your voice, you know, and changes your countenance when you're strong in faith by feeding on the Word of God, by acting on the Word of God. So to have faith in God, we also have faith in the Word of God. God and His Word are one. Amen. So that means you'd have faith for healing or faith for salvation or faith to be filled with the Holy Spirit or faith for victory in every area of your life. Amen. So you have faith in God, faith in the word of God. So the simplest definition of faith is to act on the word of God. Let's try that one more time. The simplest definition of faith is to act or we would say this, act like the Bible is true. No matter how you feel or circumstances around you, you act on the word or act like the Bible is true because faith requires action. Amen. Faith is action, action, action acting on the word of God, acting like the Bible is true. And so understanding how to live by faith means you have faith in God, faith in the word. Romans 325 says that you have faith in the blood of Jesus. Amen. So living by faith, then the object of your faith in this case would be the blood of Jesus. In other words, what the blood of Jesus has done for you on the cross in his death but also Hebrews 9:12 says that Jesus took his blood into heaven itself and obtained eternal redemption for us. So now the blood of Jesus has done something not only on the cross but it does something in heaven and it also does something in the heart of the believer. It removes the sin, the guilt, the shame, and sin consciousness is removed from your heart. So the blood works in three places. Number one, it does something in heaven. Number two, it does something in your heart. But it also does something over unseen powers of darkness that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And you overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So Romans 3.25 says if you're going to live by faith, then you're going to have to know something about the blood of Jesus. Know something about the blood, and then you're going to have to declare and act like the blood of Jesus. In other words, faith comes first, then your feelings will show up later. I mean, I'll say, oh, all right, I got that. In other words, don't wait till you feel like it. Go ahead and start speaking the word and acting on the word. Amen? So the, uh, the initial act of faith, faith is an act, so the initial act of faith is really to move your mouth. So here's what Jesus said about faith Mark 11:22 Have faith in God then in verse 23 he says what Tremendous scripture. I mean, when I was 17 is when I first started noticing. I learned it from Kenneth Hagin or from Dad Hagen, And he taught, it on, so, taught on faith so much, I thought he ran out of sermon material. And uh, Dad Hagen set me free from the fear of repetition. So, so he would teach on it again and again after about 100 times. I went, oh, that's what he's talking about. So to bring that into application, amen. So look at Mark eleven twenty three 23, because this is what Jesus said about faith. And Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain be removed because he should not doubt in his heart, believe those things which he saith that come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith. In other words, uh Jesus mentions the saying part of faith three times and the believing part only once. So Dad Hagen was talking about, you know, teaching on faith, teaching on the confession of your faith, teaching on the speaking part of faith. And so he got a little criticism, you know. You get a little criticism from other preachers mainly and saying, well, you know, you're emphasizing that too much. So he said he was praying, and he said the Lord pointed out in Mark eleven twenty three in the King James Version, he pointed out that that's a, he mentions the saying part three times and really the believing part only once. That whosoever shall say, number one, and he says, be a mountain, be removed, cast sea, shall not doubt, nor believe the things which he saith. And number two, he says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So he mentions the speaking part of the saying part, what? Three times, and the believing part, what? Once. Once. In other words, the saying part or the speaking part of faith, the Lord told him, you'll have to do three times more teaching on the saying part than you do on the believing part, or most people will never get it. In other words, most people are really not missing it in the believing department because they do believe God. They do believe the Bible. They're missing it in the saying department. Come on, but your words can either give you victory or your words can defeat you. In other words, he said, you have whatever you say, so you don't need to get mad about what other people say. He said, you have what you say, so what are you going to say about it? What, what do you say? People <laughs> say, they've been calling me names. Yeah, well, what are you going to say? We want to know what you say. So Jesus said, he shall have whatsoever, he saith." And so he says, he begins with whosoever. So Jesus said, anybody can do this, and it'll work on what? Whatsoever. So faith literally will work in every facet, every area of your life. It'll work in your body. It'll work in your emotions. It'll work in your marriage. It'll work in your finances. It'll work in every area of your life. Amen. Amen. So learning how to live by faith. And Wigglesworth again said, any person can be changed by what? Faith, no matter what, how they may be bound. That the devil literally cannot make a bondage that your faith cannot break off of you. Amen. Let's try that one more time. I said, the devil cannot make a bondage. Uh, and you notice the devil's not even mentioned here in Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. I mean, we ain't going to bring him up. In other words, the authority that you have as a believer is so strong, amen, that <laughs> you have whatever you say, amen, so there's three times on the saying part and one time on the believing part. The saying part is so significant that uh, um, the three times Jesus said, say, 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 that Dad Hagin said, you can school yourself into faith with your own words. In other words, if you're struggling in some area of your life and thoughts and feelings and circumstances, he said, you take the word of God, put it in your mouth and school yourself into faith with your own words. Amen. Come on, fear may come and pressure may come and questions may come, but you take that word, put it in your mouth, and he said, and you'll have whatever you say. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, uh, the Lord told me years ago, he said if I had added two words to the end of Mark 11:23, most people would be faith champions. I said, "What two words?" He said, "If I were to put in church at the end of Mark 11:23, everybody would be a faith champion. He said, because most people can control their mouth for an hour and a half while they're in church. He said, but I didn't say you have what you say in church. I'm going to have you have what you say. In other words, in your house, in your car, in your truck, that you have what you say. So that means you have to watch your mouth after church. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You have to watch your mouth after church. You have to even watch your mouth on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and Thursday. Come on, even when you're alone, you have to be careful how you talk to yourself. You don't want to tell yourself you're an idiot. I mean, those kind of things happen. So he says, what you want to do is watch your mouth. Come on, we have located the problem and it's underneath your nose. It is your mouth. The mouth from the south, so it is your mouth. So he says, uh, he said he shall whatsoever he says. So that means your words are powerful yeah. seven days a week, all the time. What are you going to say? Yeah. And so your words can either open the door to the supernatural and into God, or your words can open the door to the enemy. When you speak words of fear and words of doubt, it literally opens the door to say, "Come on in, devil," and go ahead and put that on me. No, when you speak words of faith, and it'll actually, Jesus said, it will actually move mountains. Wow. So that means if you want to have a change of scenery, yeah. come on, the answer's right underneath your nose. Yeah. Amen. It's not your mustache or your beard. You know, the answer's right underneath your nose, and it's, it's your mouth or your tongue determines what you have in life. So when Dad Hagan came to my dad's church, he taught on faith. And the man he kept teaching on faith, I was just 17, and I thought, wow, if I could understand that, and if I could get that, there's, I could get anywhere I need to go from there. In other words, there'd be no limit. Nobody could put a lid on me and say, you can't go no further than that. I said, no, I have what I say, not what you say. Come on, not what the circumstances say. I have what I say. Amen. And so the speaking part becomes essential to your faith. So if you look at this really throughout the scriptures, one of my favorite examples is when David, when David, 17 years old, shows up and Goliath is a giant, of course, and everybody's intimidated. Saul and the soldiers, their knees are uh, hitting each other because they're so afraid of Goliath and Goliath has been doing what? He's been talking trash to them day after day, yeah. telling them, you know, send out, your men, I'm going to defeat you. Y'all a bunch of good punks, you know, and I can whoop all of y'all. Here comes the giant. And David, 17, shows up and says what? He's the first man to talk back to Goliath since he's in the third grade. I'm telling you, Goliath was a bully. Everybody's afraid of Goliath. But David showed up and said, You're talking to me, I'm gonna talk back to you. I come against you, not with my own strength or ability, but in the name of the Lord of hosts, I come against you in the name of the Lord. Amen. And so, so David basically just won the war of words. You know, the words that Goliath said, then David said, then Goliath said, then David said, then Goliath said, then David ran at him, hit him in the head with a rock, knocked him down, cut his head off with his own sword, and Goliath didn't say nothing else. So, so there is a point in your life when you can shut the mouth of every giant or everything that looks too big for you. Amen. But David basically won the war of what? Words. In other words, he never stopped talking back to him. So the Lord said to me, never run at your giant with your mouth shut. Uh, in other words, never face a mountain with your mouth shut. In other words, moving the mountain. A lot of times people want a change of scenery. Come on, they said, well, I wish that mountain wasn't there. That problem wasn't there. I wish that thing didn't have to be there. So a lot of people want a change of scenery. But the Lord said to me, actually sound came before sight. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God said, then he saw, and then he said, then he saw, then he said, then he, said, then he saw. Sound came before sight. That means sound is more powerful than sight. Amen. Are y'all still here? So a lot of times people want to change the scenery and God says, you need to change your sound. If you can change your sound, you can change the scenery in your life. In other words, your faith will take the whine out of your voice. It'll take the victim out of your voice. It'll take the poor old me and I'm tired, worn out out of your voice. And it'll give you a voice of victory and a voice of faith. And so your, your words will change the scenery in your life. All right, let's try that one more time. If you want to change the scenery, you're going to have to change the sound that is coming out of your mouth, the words that you speak. In other words, Jesus said, these are de- determining factors in what you have in life. So when Dad Hagan came to my dad's church, 17 years old, and probably he taught on this subject, and it's one of the great things uh, that changed my life. In other words, 17. Now, my dad was a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. So I knew a lot of great sermons. I knew a lot about the Bible because I was raised up, you know, in church. So I knew all the Bible stories. But when he came and taught on faith, I thought, well, nobody ever told me that. I didn't know how to live by faith, but I knew all the Bible stories. Y'all still here? So when he taught on the subject of faith, I thought, wow, is that right? How many think Jesus would tell you the truth about it? Is that right? Wonder if that would work for me. Wonder if I have to wait till I'm 40. No, David did it at 17. I thought, well, I'm signing up right now. I'm a whosoever, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have whatsoever, so I'm gonna change the way I'm talking. Yeah. Amen. Come on, man. Amen. I'm not gonna whip myself with my own words. In other words, I'm gonna take the word of God, put it in my mouth, and I am a whosoever, and I shall have what? 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 Whatsoever, 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 come on, whatsoever, whatsoever whatsoever. In other words, this will work for anybody. So you don't have to be that smart. You don't have to be good looking. You don't have to have a million dollars in the bank. You just have to say, I have faith in God. I believe the word of God. I have faith in the blood of Jesus. Come on and get ready for the fight, baby, because there's a fight coming on here. Praise the Lord. Some people don't even show up for the fight. The moment you start speaking the word, you say, I've showed up for the fight right now. In other words, I'm not going to let everybody else and circumstances defeat me. I'm going to say what God has to say about me. I'm going to speak his word. Amen. Put his word in what? My mouth. So the Lord said to me this way, he said, your mountain needs to hear your voice. Now, you know, your voice is a part of your identity. Your fingerprint and your voice print. Let's try it again. Your fingerprint, your voice print, and your eye. So your voice print. So the Lord said to me, you need to hear your preacher's voice, but your mountain needs to hear your voice. All right, let's try this out over here. In other words. In other words, you don't need your preacher come on out to talk to your problem or to your mountain. He said, "You have that kind of authority. You say to the mountain that represents anything too big for you, so don't be intimidated by the size of your problem. Because it ain't you against the mountain; it's God against the mountain. In other words, your faith is what in God." Come on, there is a God. Yes. I'm not Him. Yes. Come on, my faith is in God. Yes. Yes. Glory. Amen. So, to make it simple, praise the Lord. Everybody say simple. simple. Amen. Uh, Dad Hagen said he had a vision of Jesus, and Jesus said, You notice all my sermons were very simple. Right. <laughs> so, Dad Hagen said, The Lord told him, If you hear anybody preaching anything complicated, he said, you know, they didn't get it from me. Right. Everybody say simple, you know, keep, keep it simple, man. So Jesus said, let's keep it real simple here because he said anybody can do this. Yes. Yes. Anybody. Come on, this don't make you special. This don't make you somebody special. Come on, Jesus said anybody can do this. Amen. So you can't get arrogant about it and say, oh, da, da, my faith. Well, Jesus said, anybody can do it, man. You could be homeless living under a bridge, man. Somebody teach you about faith and you go, all right, I got it. Amen. Don't look at anybody right now, but I said, anybody can do this. And I've met some, some real unusual people in my time, but Jesus said, anybody can do this. Come on, so you are qualified. So I said, all right, well, anybody can do it, and it'll work on whatsoever, work on anything. Yes, so imagine God giving you something. Yeah, it's good. Let's try this out over here. <laughs> imagine God saying, I'm going to give you something. Right. I'm yeah. going to give you something. Yeah. That'll work for anybody, yeah. and it'll work on anything. All right, let's try this out. Imagine God, the Almighty God, come on, giving you something that'll work for anybody, and it'll work on anything. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, how many ever got something you figured out, you're like, what will this work on? here?" I can't get that out of work. What's it going to work on? How many of y'all ever got one of those little pocket knives, you know, when you were a kid, you know, had like 14 different kinds of blades, you know, and a corkscrew and a screwdriver, <laughs> and you pull out different blades. What what they call those knives? Swiss, Swiss, Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army. Yeah. Yeah. How many of y'all ever had a Swiss Army knife, man? You, when you were about like eight years old or something, you're like, I got me a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> you felt like if you had that in your pocket, you will never come up against an impossible situation <laughs> if you have a Swiss Army knife. How many ever felt that? About eight years old. So, I got me Swiss Army now. You pull out all the different blades, you know. Imagine God saying, I'm going to give you something. That if you'll carry this, you'll never come up against anything. Come on, That you don't know what to do about that. Anything. He said, it'll work on whatsoever. Work for anybody. Work on anything. So people say, look at this situation. You say, ah, I got something that'll work on anything. It'll work for anybody right here. I got it in my pocket. You say, what you got? I got faith in God. I got faith in God. I have faith in God. (laughs) Woo. And so God has dealt to every one of us a measure Of the God kind of faith. Same faith he created the world with. He gave each one of us a measure of it. And that measure can be strengthened, enriched, and can actually grow. Praise the Lord. All right, now let me throw this in here because Smith Wigglesworth, he raised 23 people from the dead and I'm still working on my first one. So I'm just telling you, Smith Wigglesworth, Twenty-three people phrasing from the dead. And Wickersworth, he says, uh, "Faith laughs at impossibilities." Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, when you're facing a mountain or something that looks impossible, matter of fact, the mountain will even tell you. I've been here a long time. I mean, you know, your mountain can talk to you every morning when you get up. Say, I'm still here." Come on, you got it, your mama had it, your daddy got it, and now you got it. So the Lord said to me, he said, if you knew what was on the other side of your mountain, you would move it. What does that mean? Something that looks impossible. That means it didn't come from God or he wouldn't tell you to move it. He didn't tell you just camp out by, just camp equipment, just camp out by the mountain. No, he said, move the mountain. That means uh, the enemy or Satan has thrown something in between you and God's best blessings or God's will for your life or God's plan for your life. What are you gonna do when it looks like you're stuck and you can't get past that? You can't get over that. You can't get around that. What are you gonna do? Jesus said, you'll have to say to the mountain, Let's try that one more time. Say to the mountain. Come on, you say, Mr. Mountain, I'm talking to you right now. I'm not talking about you. Come on now. I'm not Googling you to find out everything that you are. I'm just talking to you right now. In other words, some people have Googled their problems so much they know more about their problem than they do about faith in God. In other words, you need to start looking in the Word, feeding your faith. Amen. Instead of trying to figure out why you get to stay the way you are and complain about it. In other words, he said, you say to the mountain. That means you don't have to be a preacher, don't have to have a television program. Come on, you don't have to be good looking. Some of y'all glad about that? You don't have to be, you don't have to have a PhD. Come on now. He said, all you got to do is you have authority as a believer and you say to it. So you got to say, Mr. Mountain, I'd like to talk to you. That means you can talk to Every situation in your life. Instead of just talking about it, you can talk to it. Come on, talk to your liver and talk to your kidneys and talk to your heart and talk to your lungs and talk to your money and talk to your job. Come on. Talk to your car. I know you have before. If it's broken, you say, You stupid car. But listen, now you talk to your car. Car you paid for a car, I'm fixing to get me a new one. So, so how are you gonna talk about it? Yeah. So your words can either defeat you, come on, yeah. right. or your words can bring deliverance yeah. and blessing into your life. Yeah. So he said, say to the mouth. So I learned this from Dad Hagen, very simple. He said, believing and speaking opens the door to the supernatural. That means this: yeah. it's not enough to be a believer, it's not enough to have faith. That faith must be in your mouth. Yeah. All right, let's try it one more time. I said it's not enough to have faith. The faith must be in your mouth, in your words, or in your voice. Yeah. Or you can say it this way. Your believer must be connected to your speaker. Yeah. All right, we're going to try this out over your speaker. In other words, what are you saying? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, Dad Hagen said, if you're not happy with what you have in life, check out what you've been saying. Well, I was 17 and I thought, huh, I've got some of my own problems. What have I been saying? And so, not just what I've been saying, but I used to listen to all kinds of music, you know, rock and roll music growing up. So, you, you got a lot of words, and those songs can get in you, and you'd start saying things, you know. You're on the highway to hell and stuff like that. And those, those, those things would come up on the inside, and you'd just start singing them. You know, I used to sing that country song, I Fall to Pieces. And who's that lady? Uh, uh, Klein. She's saying, I fall to pieces. And so I was just going through the house, says on the TV, I fall to pieces. Every time you walk by, I cry, and I fall to pieces. And she's singing that song, great, great voice. But you know, she's singing the song, I walk through the house. So I was just singing with her, I fall to pieces. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of me said, You do not fall to pieces. <laughs> I said, Oh, excuse me, Lord. How many of you know the Lord actually live with you? Oh, thank you. you know, some of you act like he don't show up till you're at church. Now the Lord actually lived with you. And so the Lord said, you do not. have oh, sorry, Lord. So she started singing. I said, I don't fall to pieces. So come on. How many of you had situations situation in your life that you felt like you were going to fall to pieces? Oh, only two honest people. How many of you have some situation in your life you thought? I'm falling to pieces. How could this happen? And i think I'm going through right now. But he said, if you have faith in God, you put the words in your mouth and you say, the Lord is the strength of my life. I will not collapse. I will not fall to pieces. I'm not going to have a nervous breakdown. Come on. I'm not living in fear. God's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Amen. So we used to, we had an evangelist in our church years ago, preacher, you know. And so uh, preachers are good at preaching, but they're not necessarily good at living by faith. Well, you have to decide, this is not no sermon. This way I live every day. So this evangelist, you know, he'd always be complaining, he had no money. He's broke all the time, you know. And I've never been broke. I ain't broke. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't go broke. (laughs) Come on, I'm a tither, I'm a giver, I don't go broke. God opens the windows of heaven, pours out a blessing. I don't even have room enough to receive it. So what do I say? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I do not lack for ability, I do not lack for opportunity. And you know, I never lack for money. And you know, always the right people like me. There's just something about me people like. Come I on, you can't walk around and say, I don't know why people don't like me. That's because you saying that's why they don't like you. They can smell it on you. So, so you say, I have favor with God, and God gives me favor with the right people. Come on. Amen. You have what you say. So I go walk this evangelist in my church. And so I talked to him before church. And I said, So I just gave him a bunch of good scriptures. You know, I said, You know, I can do all things through Christ. who strengthened me. I said, did you know God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory? He said, you, know that? you know the Lord is the strength of my life, so I'm strong and fierce to me. He, goes, he said, I want you to know I believe all that. I said, the problem is Jesus didn't say you have what you believe. He said you have what you say. Amen. Yes. Come on. because so A lot of people say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe all that. Yeah. But Jesus said you have what you say, yeah. not just in church, what you're going to say after church. Woo, come on now. We, we got some, some words here that, that affect every part of you. Amen. What are you going to say? And what you say, he said, really is an authority that you have, not just at church, but in your house, when you talk to yourself, when you talk about yourself. Are y'all still here? So he said, whosoever shall have whatsoever he, what? Say it. he shall whatsoever he saith. Uh huh. So here's the way Dad Hagen said it. He said believing and speaking opens the door to the supernatural. In other words, you're a believer. I said you are a believer. You made Jesus your Lord. You have a measure of the God kind of faith. Now the speaking are the saying part. Believing and speaking opens the door to the supernatural. So if you're getting tired of natural results and you would like to have supernatural results, come on, whether you're dealing with a doctor, you're dealing with your finances, you want some supernatural results. Yep. Yes. How many of y'all like to have better than natural results? Yes. You want some supernatural results? Yes. So he said, believing and speaking opens the door of the supernatural. Amen. All right. And after years of him saying that, I finally got, uh, oh, I got it. Now I might be a slow learner. But I'm a learner. (laughs) Let's try that one more time. I said, I might be a slow learner, but I'm still a learner. (laughs) Now, how how many of y'all had any subject that you felt like you were a slow learner on? I said, got a bunch of liars in here. Listen, how many of y'all went to school? How many of y'all went to college or whatever? Just high school enough, you know, it's like. The most difficult subject I had in, in, in school, in high school, was algebra. Algebra, two. algebra one, two. Three. They come out with that, and I'm like, hold it. <laughs> hold it just a second. I mean, we started off with numbers, and now you're throwing in the alphabet here. <laughs> You're like, I thought this was kind of math stuff. We don't want to have no alphabet in here. You're starting to mess up the whole thing with throwing in the A's and B's and C's and stuff like that. So my mind didn't quite click on that. I was like, Nah, I see. I see the answer, but I'm not sure how you got there. I mean, I can memorize all the answers if you want, but I mean, I don't know how you got there, how you got that out of that. So Jesus don't want you to know just what the answer is. He wants to show you how he got there. How did David get to where he was standing on top of Goliath, come on, holding his head up and taking his head back to his tent and he showed you how to get ahead in life? How did David, come on, shut the mouth of a giant? God said, I don't want to just brag on David. I want to tell you anybody can do the same thing that David did and it'll work on every area of your life. Woo! Come on. Come on. How did Joshua and Caleb, come on, come on. Yeah. and you got all the spies going to the land. What's the problem in the land? Well, it's a promised land. God said, it's the land. You can have the land. said, I'm going to we'll give you the land. God said, I'm giving you the land. The land. He said, I'm going to give you the land. He said, I land. before I leave, uh, there's some giants on the land. He said, well, appreciate that. I mean, thank you for throwing that in. God has a funny way of giving you stuff. He's going to give you the land, by the way. There's some giants already on there that ain't going to appreciate you. So what are you going to have to do? Well, you're going to have to kill a few giants. So they went in and said, the, yeah, the land the, the land will come. Come on. The land comes in. Amen. The property come, The earth is the Lord's. Come on. Every one of us should be landowners and home owners. Come on. Amen. Amen. So Joshua and Caleb, what would they say? Oh, right, here comes the spies. They said, Boy, they look at look at these giants, man, these giants in the land. Wow, they're too big. Matter of fact, we look like look like what? You look like a grasshopper. Yeah. but the devil like for you to spend the rest of your life thinking you're a grasshopper. Yeah people got grasshopper faith. I ain't just a grasshopper. I'm just a little thing here and big problems all around. I'm just a little grasshopper. We look like And in their eyes, how do they know how they look in their eyes? So they said, in their eyes, in our eyes, we're grasshoppers, and these guys are giants. So that's what they said. They pretty much got the whole congregation complaining and whining because of their report. You know, misery loves company. But here's two guys, Joshua and Caleb. Man, they're standing out. They showed up and said what? We are well able. able. Come on, what did the 10 say? We are not able to dance. We are not able. We can't do. I can't take it no more. I can't take it. It's too much for me. Josh McCaleb said what? We are, well able. we are well able. Come on, somebody's going to make the million. might as well be you. Amen. We are well able. Amen. We are well able. I said we are well able. If somebody's going to go ahead and take it, it might as well be me and my family. In other words, we are well able. Amen. 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 We are well able. All right, so I know this Bible story. I've been having this Bible story since I'm like, you know, three, four, five, six, seven. Great preaching. I'm preaching. So Dad Hagin was teaching on it, and he said, So, who got what they said? Well, our obvious answer is Joshua and Caleb got what they said. He said, No, actually, everybody got what they said. Ah, come on now The ones who said we can't do it Did not do it And the ones that said we can do it They did do it So who got what they said? Everybody got what they said Come on, say it again That's good good. Well It would be nice if you could hire somebody for it And just tell them, you know They say these things for me every day, why don't you Be nice if you could hire somebody and have them exercise for you every day like that. I'll give you twenty bucks. Wouldn't you love that? You know, and you'd be skinny and they'd be tired. So, (laughs) your voice. Come on, we're right back to this. You have what you say. Your voice. My voice. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. My voice. Your voice. My voice. Your voice, voice. Come on, your voice. voice. So here's the way the Lord said it to me. He said, your voice. voice. Your words. Come on. Angels are activated and angels move at the sound of your voice, your words. And demons tremble at the sound of your voice and your words. Come on, your voice. So when you get up every morning, you just need to look in the mirror And say, I'm fixing to say a few things right now. All right. Come on now. Don't wait till you're hollering at somebody. You need to look in the mirror and say, I'm fixing to say a few things right now. I'd like to say I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. That I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus, washed in his blood. Amen. I overcome by the blood of the lamb. I want to say a few things like the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Hallelujah. God's not giving me fear but power. Power and love and a sound mind. Come on, I'm more than a conqueror today. I'm going to say a few things right now. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. In other words, faith must be strong enough to move your mouth before it will move a mountain. All right, let me talk to this out of here for a minute. I said your faith must be strong enough to move your mouth. If your faith isn't strong enough to move your mouth. Come on, we know you got faith. You could have like enriched uranium 235 for an atomic bomb. But somebody's going to have to light that thing. Come on, you got faith that'll move a mountain. But your words is what releases your faith. Your words. Amen. So... Believing and speaking opens the door of the supernatural. So here's kind of where I finally connected. Have faith in God. All right, let's go over this real slow because we got a couple of slow learners like me here today. Just a couple. Rest y'all way ahead of us. Have faith in God. I have faith in God. So the Lord said, never remove God from your faith. In other words, my believing and my speaking is opening the door to the supernatural, to God. So my believing and my speaking, I open the door to God. Uh Uh-huh, so now my faith is in God. He is the Almighty God. He's my Father God. He is El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Are y'all still here? God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. With God. To have faith in God, I'm going to have to say, 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 Believe, open the door. Amen. 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 Now here's here's the situation when it comes to believers is God knows how much you know. Oh y'all still? So so when you are a baby Christian, you receive things from God, you know, just mercy. Come on, just mercy. We thank God for his mercy. And you would see them and God was just like, ah, you know, as a baby. But when you start growing up and knowing more of the word, God says, you know more than that. Yeah, right. Same thing you would do for your kids. Yeah. All right, let's try that. Come on. You, yes. How many of y'all got kids? Come on. What worked for them when they were one, two, and three yeah. ain't working at six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Oh, y'all still here. You ain't going to treat them like babies the rest of their life. Come on, they get to be 12, 13, 14. You say, that ain't gonna work no more. Because more is expected of you at 12, 13, 14. And then when you get to be 18, 19, 20. Are y'all still here? Some of y'all, no. no been in this church for 20 years, y'all been in church, here in the world. How many of y'all been saved for more than 20 years? Come on, you still trying to operate on three-year-old faith when you've been around for 20 years, and you say, wonder why things ain't working for me now. Well, God knows you've been around here for 20 years, why don't you grow up? Amen. Oh, uh, come on, just because you get old don't mean you grow up. Whoa, let's try this side over here. Amen. How many ever told anybody, you need to grow up? Come on. Boy, I'm telling you. Come on now. People are like, I'm talking about 30s and 40s. Grow up. Come on. Be an adult. Y'all still here? So God knows how much you know. Matter of fact, when you get to heaven, he's able to play this video for you. he say, see there, I know you know that. You were sitting in there. And then you'll go, God, I want to know why, why, why. You know why. We put a recorder around your neck. Wouldn't that be nice if you just put a recorder around everybody's neck, let them go home for a week and come back and then you just play it. Oh. Did you say, did you say that? <laughs> How many ever says some stuff you do not want to be played in church? Come on, a week later or two weeks later. Yes, sir. Come on, so that your words, there's life or there's death and the power of your words and what you're saying, not just at church. Come on, but there's also healing and deliverance and salvation and yes. blessing in the power of your word. Woo! Amen. Come on, come on. Amen. Woo! So, believing and speaking, I'm a slow learner here. Been in church, heard all the sermons. You start sermon, I can finish it. My dad's a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. So I know all the sermons, but I did not know how to live by faith. So, a lot of times people in churches don't live by faith. They got saved by faith. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to heaven. Faith is, is not just for going to heaven, right. faith is the victory. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brother Copeland, he said, uh, When I met Earl Roberts, he's the first man I ever met who used his faith on purpose. So, I started using my faith on purpose. In, in, in a lot of areas, but I, I was a, a valet car parking attendant when I was in college. So I worked at Chateaubriand in Dallas, Texas. So all the Dallas Cowboys came and ate there and, you know, movie stars and hired Cosell, you know, as a commentator, they all came and ate there and I parked their cars for them. And uh, back in those days, if you got a, a 25 cent tip, that was a good tip if you got a quarter, man. And if you want to get a good tip, you get two quarters. If, you get, if they gave you 50 cents, you say, no, that's a good tip. But if anybody ever came out and gave you a dollar, look, I got a dollar, man. So we had worked, you know, till like 2 a.m., fancy uh, restaurant, and we parked Rolls Royces and all Mercedes, all kinds of fancy cars. So I started saying, because I had two other guys work with me, and, well, they'd come out, we'd get in the car, open the door for them, they'd give you a tip. They didn't give you no tip. You go, when they drove off. So you spit on their car when they drive off. Now, I didn't do it every time just periodically. So every once in a while you spit on somebody's car. You know, stinking stands you a rich person. Pooh, I spit on it. So so yeah, when they give you a quarter, you know. Don't act like y'all are too holy. Y'all are way too holy for me, I mean. I'm working when they wanna give you a quarter. And driving a Mercedes, you're like you stands you a thing. So I'm standing at a nice hotel here in Orlando, and you have valet parkers. Those young guys, they come out and they park uh, my vehicle, which I'm using Justin's uh, white Raptor. Amen. I'm using that one because it used to be mine, and I sold it to him. So he got it cheap, and so, yeah, and he's going to look good shaved tonight. So, <laughs> So they park. My raptor. I get out. They gave me my ticket. I gave him two twenties. Gave him forty dollars. The guy went, "Do you want change?" I said, "No, <laughs> that's for you." God loves you. God bless you. He went, "Wow, why are you doing that?" I said, "I used to be a valet parker, and I used to get twenty-five cents, but now I have a jet." And I know you're starting off at a dollar and $2, but I'm going to give you $40 to let you know where you're at is not where you're going to stay. Are y'all still here? Come on. So so I'll give them that kind of a tip. Whoa. So when I was getting a quarter or two quarters, my other two guys are with me, and, and they are Christians, but they didn't know nothing about faith. So I'd be working, and I'd say something like this. I said, you know, somebody fixing to come out and give me 20 bucks. They'd say, I ain't, ain't going to give you no 20 bucks. I ain't going to give you two quarters. they give you maybe a dollar if you're lucky. I said, well, I don't live by luck. That's right. That's right. So I live by faith. Come on. Come on. I said, somebody fixing to come out and give me $20. You watch. Come well, on. a little time later, here comes a guy, and he was a little extra happy. He sang a little song. He come out that door. I said, Yes, sir. You got your ticket. I'm going to get your car. And he goes, I oh, just feel like giving you $20. I said, God bless you. Be careful driving. So got that $20, bucks, put it in my pocket. And they went, Listen, they were shocked at my results. But oh. Jesus said, Anybody can do this. Come on, skinny little 17. Skinny's gone away, but I was a little skinny little 17 year old guy. And I said, I wasn't going to wait till I get to church, you know, and quote some scripture, you know. I'm, I'm working now. I need some money here. I said, somebody's going to give me $20. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yes. Amen. Are y'all still here? Yeah. He should have whatsoever he saith. Yeah. Whosoever. Shall have whatsoever. And then Paul says you need to hold on tight to that confession. What's that mean? Everything don't change by Friday. What you gonna say? So then years later I'm pastoring, Louisiana, and I got him to the whole church, I said, you know, somebody's gonna give us a hundred thousand dollars. And look, all people look at me, not like y'all, but other people. <laughs> And I could almost read their mind. They were like, you can bet your life it ain't going to be me, buddy. I said, believe me, I wasn't looking at you. My faith is in God. There is a God, and you ain't him, baby. And when I'm talking, God heard what I said, and every devil heard what I said. I have faith in God. Yeah. Somebody's going to come in here and give us $100,000. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here comes a guy. He comes in church. He says, uh, I feel like the Lord wants me to give you all $100,000. Matter of fact, I'm just going to do it right now. So pull a check out and give you 100000 Everybody in the church went like this, me. There is a God. Well, let me tell you something, Camelberry. There, there is a God. I said, There is a God. I said, There is a God. He's a good God. And there is no limit to his giving except your capacity to receive. What are you going to say about it? Come on. Yeah. Glory to God. So I didn't start off at the top of the ladder. I just started off at the first rung. Do something that looks impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. Well, since then, it's happened 20, 30, 40 times, 50 times. People give $100,000. Y'all still here? I don't want to tell you the rest of the story, just make you mad. But let me tell you this. So, <laughs> here's the way the Lord said it. He said, uh, your faith may not prevent all mountains, but it will move all mountains. Yes. Yes. Amen. All right, let's try that one more time because I want you to kind of like consider this. In other words, just because you have a mountain or something that looks impossible, don't spend all your time trying to figure out how it got there. No, don't spend all your time going, why? Why me, Lord? What did I ever do? Why did I have this mountain? Well, Jesus said you can move it. That's right. So he didn't say you're not necessarily going to not have any. Wouldn't that be nice if all of us just went through life, you know, flower beds of ease, you know, no no challenges, no fights, come on. No, he said there's going to there's gonna be some mountains show up. Come on, there's going to be some giants show up. The devil's going to see to it. When it shows up, don't be shocked. Don't go, ah, how did that ever happen? He says, so your faith may not prevent all mountains, but it will move all mountains. So, uh, you've heard this story before. I'll tell it to you real quickly. That when Trina was diagnosed with a brain tumor, we were in church on Sunday night when it happened. She had a seizure. Went to the back behind a couple of doors, minister's room, passed out. And so one of my staff members, I was preaching, so I didn't know what was happening. So they, you know, actually called an ambulance and came and picked her up while I was preaching, you know. I'm like, because I tell them, don't ever disturb me while I'm preaching. They, they took my wife to the hospital while I was preaching. I'm saying, look, you idiot, that doesn't mean everything. I mean, like, at least <laughs> tell me if my wife's going to the hospital. Oh, so, anyway, I didn't even know. I, said, I said, Your wife's at the hospital. I said, whoop, you could have stopped me and told me. My wife I had a seizure. And so she's in the back. So, anyway, they go to the hospital. To make a long story short, the doctors diagnosed her with a brain tumor that they said was an inoperable in other words, they said we could actually operate on it, but leave her a vegetable paralyzed for the rest of her life. Well, it's pretty bad news, right? I mean, we didn't like get married and say, I love you. Let's get married. Let's have some kids. Then why don't we have a brain tumor? <laughs> no, we didn't have that anywhere in the plant. No, not the plant so here comes brain tumor along. Wow. That's a shocker. Yeah. you got all kinds of thoughts going through your mind. Yeah. Why we paralyzed the rest of her life? So, people said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm not sure. I don't, it's, I'm, I'm shocked right now. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what I'm not going to do. In other words, I resist fear right now. I'm not going to have fear. I'm not going to live with all the imaginations of fear. So, I'm just, I resist fear right now. So, I trust the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do. So, well, I said, okay, well, we're going to, we believe God by Jesus Christ, He's healed. And then also, you know, we'll let the doctors do what, what they do. So, um. She was in the hospital for eight days. And so then they're going to do a, a surgery where they go into her brain six times. And the surgery took about six hours, went into her brain. So they're going to locate the tumor, tell you what the kind it is, you know. And so after six hours, the doctor came out and he said, uh, we, we couldn't find anything. The tumor's gone. Well, I could have said. I could have told you you wouldn't find nothing. No, I'm kidding. So, try I went to a brain six times. <laughs> you know, you ever heard about the, the you know, the, the, the guy that needed a new brain, you know. And, the, and the, the doctor said, well, I can get you a new brain. He said, but, uh, you know, they're a little bit expensive. You know, he said, you, get a, you, you can get a brain, new brain. Well, you can get one, used brain. We can get you one from uh, a man, and it's going to be about $3,000 if I get you a but to it gets your brain from a woman's going to be like about $10,000. He said, well, how come it's so much more expensive from a woman? He said, well, because it ain't never been used. So, anyway, so. So. <laughs> so oh, it's, a, it's like a new one. Anyway, so. <laughs> and you like that? Pastor Lisa, like that? So. Woman's brain's worth a lot more than a man's brain, of course, you know, because it's, it's smart. like new. Anyway, so the doc said, tumor's gone. Well, when I went in the hospital, we were there eight days, so we're praising God. So I went in there, and I, I remember this. Believing and speaking opens the door to the supernatural. And then I thought, wow, I don't. Have to move the tumor. I just have to open the door. Are y'all still here? So, so I stood at the end of the bed, no choir singing, you know, no goosebumps. And I said, Mark 11, 23 Jesus said, Whosoever shall say, and now, Mr. Tumor, I'm talking to you. You have to be removed, and you have to be cast into the sea. Cast into the sea means you ain't ever coming back. And the next thing it means is there'll be no evidence you were ever there. (laughs) So, come on, I'm just a little guy here standing in front of a mountain that looks immovable. So what I have to do, believing and speaking, I'm talking to the tumor. You must be removed. In the name of Jesus, I open the door to the supernatural. How many like to open the door to whatever situation? I just opened the door through believing and speaking. Said, my God's more than enough. By Jesus' stripes, we were healed. Amen. And so I command you to be removed. In the name of Jesus. We started praising the Lord. Praise the Lord for eight days. Amen. You said, what did you do? Here's what I did. I just got the picture of the tumor. And I'm going to open the door to God. So my believing, my speaking, I opened the door to God and I said, Mr. Toomer, I'd like to introduce you to God. I believe he can take it from here. Amen. Amen. In other words, all I'm going to do after this is praise God for his faithfulness. Come on, my faith is in God, amen. Not in my ability, not even in my wonderful faith. My faith is in God. He's the almighty God. So I'm just gonna open the door to the supernatural by believing and speaking. And now, Mr. Toomer, I'd like to introduce you to God. That's what David did when he started talking to Goliath. My faith is in God. Mr. Goliath. I'd like to introduce you to the God of Israel. Hallelujah! Yeah. Woo! In other words, you're living by faith, faith in God, faith in the name of Jesus, faith in the blood of Jesus, faith in the word of God, and it is your faith that brings you victory. It is your faith that opens the door to the supernatural. Yes. Amen. Are y'all still here? Yes. You say, what did you do after that? Eight days. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Great is your faithfulness. Praise the Lord. And they rolled her out of that room, took her into surgery for six hours. She had this big steel thing on her head. And when she was going down there on that on that little rolling bed, gurney or whatever they call it, she's rolling down there, and I'm rolling along with her, and she's laughing all the way down. The she goes, ha, 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 ha. ha. Ha, 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 ha. What are we doing? You laugh at impossibility. I want you to pick out a few things that look impossible right now and just go, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, practice. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, I got a few faith things I'm thinking about right now. Go, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha! And so the devil say that mountain's always gonna be there. They're always gonna be that way. That situation. I going mean, you go ha, 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 ha! And one day the child, the kid comes home from being out late at night, and you've been using your faith. And they say, "I'm going to church with you in the morning." I believe I'm going to be a preacher. Hallelujah. In other words, think about that. No matter what the situation is, no matter where it is right now, live by faith. Exercise your faith. You have what you say. What are you saying about that situation? Amen. I have what I say. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a God. I'm not him. Come on. I don't have to go and think I'm the performer. I'm not the performer. I'm just a believer. God's the performer. So I'm just going to thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for it. How many years ago was that, Trina? 37 years ago. 37 years ago. Not three months ago. 37 years ago. Never came back. Never will. No evidence it was ever there. Who did that? God did that. <laughs> I said, God did that. You said, what was your part? Just talk to it. My faith is in God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. What you going to say? Amen. What you going to say about it? Amen. He shall have whosoever. He shall have whatsoever. Whatsoever. Whatever. He said, I have what I say. I will not be silent. My voice is my address. My voice gives me victory. I have what I say. It shall come to pass. I have what I say. Every day, Sunday, Sunday. Monday. Monday. Come on, you better look in the mirror on Monday and see I need to say a few things right now. Come on, mountains have to move. I have what I say. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come on. At my house, in my car, yes, yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. we were just at my son, Aaron's school, because now his grandson is playing on the tennis team, and Aaron played on the tennis team in, in one state, Louisiana, one state, our grandson. Our, grandson. our grandson, so we're watching the grandson, but then we went into the school, of course, you saw us, they have a big banner up, of, he won state. There's my son's name up there. Now our granddaughter's name's up there, and now the grandson. So <clears throat> I would tell him, what you going to say? Because this ain't for church. All right, we're going to try that. I said this, this yeah. right. try this I said, this faith stuff ain't for church. Let's try this side over I said, this faith stuff ain't for church. We live by faith. What you going to say? Because you, he faced some big old tennis player, smashed that ball. I said, Let me tell you something. Don't be afraid. Don't let nobody scare you. You can win. Amen. So he just went out and won. Amen. Are y'all still here? Yeah. You say, How'd he win? Well, he did practice tennis, but he won with his words. Yeah. I said, You'll win with your words. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Whatever else you're doing, watch your words. Because your words become determining factors. Whosoever. Do you see any whosoever's in here? And see if there's any whosoever's. I mean, whosoever. Matter of fact, look at the most unlikely person in this room. It's, it's almost devastating to realize how rich people and very rich people that are dumber than you are. People in influential places, and you're like, what an idiot. Listen, <laughs> in other words, you don't have to be no smarter than you are. Just use faith in God. Come on, use your faith in God. Live by faith. Come on, walk by faith. Words of faith. In other words, you don't have to be the smartest. Come on, after I, had, I, I went to hear this uh, preach in Colorado, and the pastor, he got up after I preached, and he said, He said, I may not be the brightest knife in the drawer or the sharpest light in the room. (laughs) And I said, you may not. He he got it just the opposite, you know. And I said, obviously, you're not. But, (laughs) boy, he had a great church, though. In other words, you don't have to be the smartest Come on, the brightest knife, oh, the light, right, (laughs) or the sharpest knife, but if you have faith in God, God. praise the Lord, amen, come on, use your faith every day, live by your faith every day, and put God's word in your mouth, and use your faith on purpose, amen, and mountains will move, praise the Lord. God will open up new doors for you yeah. like you've never seen before. Yeah. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise, the Lord. Praise, the, Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Where's the answer at? Right underneath your nose. Come on, Who's the first people you want to teach about this? I wanted to teach my children. Yeah. Come on, I taught my children. And now working on the grandchildren. I taught them. We go on vacation. I bring. Uh, we go to... Uh, to the beach down there. Where's that beach at? Rosemary. Rosemary Beach. Rent a big house. Sleep 22 people. All my kids, grandkids. And then every morning, I make all the grandkids and the kids sit in front of me. And for one hour, I teach them on faith. Good. One hour. Wow. Trina gives all of them a notebook. And whoever takes the best notes gets a $100 bill. every morning. I said, we ain't going to the beach. You ain't going to see Mickey Mouse. You ain't going nowhere till you learn how to live by faith. Amen. All right, now take your notes. So they took the notes. They handed their notes. And... I took good notes today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and in their notes, $100 bill. I took your notes. <laughs> He did. I mean, it's really good when the preacher actually pays attention. So, so, well, you know what happened? End up, all of them took tremendous notes. So all of them got a $100 bill. Come on. Whoever took the best notes got $200. You, you think you got better notes than the pastor, huh? He said, I, I think you got $200. Uh, we'll compare them after church now. I got a I always carry a few hundred. So, amen. Amen. You say, Why? Come on, you want to teach your children yes. to have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in the Word of God. Amen. Watch your mouth. What are you saying? they come I was say something. Stop saying that. We don't talk that way. Amen. And my grandson, Landon, you know, if you got grandkids, you got to brag on your grandkids sometimes. So my grandson, Landon, he's, he just turned 12, 13. Landon, 12. He just turned 12. So Landon plays on two different basketball leagues. And so uh, in their playoffs, he just scored 30 points in one game. Wow. One game, 30 points. He's like, he's like a three-point phenom- phenomenal guy, phenom, I was going to say it. Yeah. Boom. Three points, three points, three points, three points. Huh? Hmm. So what do you tell him? Well, he's had some challenges. I said, you don't talk like that. That's right. You say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what you say. Praise the Lord. What are you going to say? In other words, Amen. this is the victory. Yes. Come on. Faith is the voice of victory. In other words, this is the victory. It overcomes the world. He said, if you'll do this part, God said, I'll fight your battle for you. Amen. Lift your hands up. Thank God. Lord, thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that we live by faith. You, Amen. You have given us something that will work for anybody. It will work on anything in our lives. And we will not be passive, we will not be passive, we will not be silent, but we will exercise our faith, and mountains have to move. Praise the Lord. Woo, give the Lord a shout. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right. We're going to receive an offering real quick here for the ministry. Amen. Amen. Um, the ministry, Mark Hankins Ministries, I had an envelope somewhere. Anybody got an envelope? Did y'all pass out the envelopes? Pass them out real quickly or come and give me one, I guess. Anyway, I thought I had one. So take an envelope if you're going to give this morning, if you'd like to give tonight. Actually, you can mail in an offering if you'd like. You can give online. Uh, you can give a cash check or credit card. Or we can just send somebody out to take the wheels off of your car <laughs> and we can sell them at the pawn shop. <laughs> In other words, don't have Mercedes living and skateboard giving. Amen. Yeah, Mercedes living, we have Mercedes giving. Amen. And so if you're uh, planning to give this morning, make a check to MHM, Mark Hanks Ministries. And uh, on the inside, you can give with a credit card or however else you want to give. Or you can actually just give on the website. Praise the Lord. And so we believe God uh, in the ministry, yes, sir, for the Amen. what we're working on right now is a conference center. Which is a TV studio that now we can reach 400 million people every day through television. 400 million every day just on the television. And so, uh, Victory Network around the world. Amen. Yeah, we're a network every morning, every evening. So, we're building a new TV studio. Uh, and it's going to cost about uh, $3.5 and, and we've already paid $2.5 cash. Woo! Woo! Are y'all still here? Amen. So the money will come. So it comes from our partners and people that get blessed by the word. But we're also going to bring in our pastor friends from Vietnam, also from um, Nepal, from India, from Africa, and teach them. And then we're going to Turkey uh, in just a few months where, well, I mean, 24,000 people were just killed in the earthquake. And so there's pastors in Turkey. And they come from Iran and Iraq, and we're going to preach the gospel in Turkey for the Iranians and those from Iraq and Afghanistan. We have our first book already translated in. Farsi, the language of Farsi is already being distributed. We are reprinting it right now, and that message will go into Iran, into Iraq, and into already going. And so pastors will come out, and so your partnership, amen, this church is a partner. You're giving, all you're giving this week will go towards those projects, and we believe more than enough. Somebody said, well, aren't you concerned, you know, about how much money that is? I always say, oh, it only takes one check to meet my budget, man praise the Lord. <laughs> we, we had a guy from New Jersey came to our meeting and, uh, he's a pastor from Cuba originally. And now he's got a great church in New Jersey. And, uh, he heard me preach on the word network and, uh <clears throat> he went, wow, you know, I've never heard that kind of stuff. So he's like, so he said he listened all of his staff, listened to it. They're all coming to the, our March leadership meet anyway. So, so he sent me a hundred thousand dollars and, um, I was just telling the Lord, I said, Lord, it's kind of expensive, you know, to do all this TV stuff. And the Lord said, I can handle it. So the guy sent a hundred thousand and then he sent another hundred thousand and he sent another hundred thousand he sent another hundred thousand and he sent another. So I called him up and said, you know, I appreciate you being a blessing. He goes, well, the word changed my life. Amen. And so I think he's sent like 800,000 so far. So you say, well, are you concerned about how big the problems are? No, no, it only takes one check (laughs) to meet everything. In other words, amen, God's got some money now. Don't act like God don't have no money. The earth is the Lord's, amen, the fullness thereof. And God uses people, and whether you're given is large or whether it's small, it all adds up. And so we can preach the gospel, amen, and preach it free, praise the Lord, all over the world, ha, ha. And when Jesus comes back, wouldn't it be great if he came back in the middle of an offering? How many of y'all would give better if you knew he was coming back? He'll be back in five minutes. To get the checkbook out of him. <laughs> Let me pray with you on your giving today, this morning, tonight, and the other Monday, Tuesday night. Praise the Lord. You. Did you want to say something or you just, you just, you're, you're hurried. All right. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your abundant provision that you always take care of us in grand style. Forgive us for unbelief and forgive us for doubt and fear that we want to live by faith, faith in God and faith in the Word of God, and faith in the blood of Jesus, that we walk by faith, not by circumstances or sight. We speak words of faith. Lord, we declare mountains have to move. We thank you for your Word coming back to our remembrance, not just on Sunday, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday that the words of our mouth in our homes, in our vehicles, that we'll speak words of faith and hope and love and surround people with faith and hope and love. Thank you, Lord, that we have faith in God. You're our Father God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. So, Lord, we believe, we speak, we open the door to the supernatural. Lord, you said when we have received the word that we should give so that word can multiply and reach people all over the world. So we give together and we thank you for a great harvest of blessing coming in. Our jobs are blessed and families are blessed. The church is blessed, supernatural increase, and we give you the praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, everybody shout amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.